0: You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on Bingemedia.net. And now a TV roundup commentary.
1: Welcome everybody to Binge Media's TV commentary for House of the Dragon, the season finale called The Black Queen. I'm Alex and Sierra. And I'm here with Jack Valley.
0: Yo, yo, yo. It's Jack. Look, again, and I'm here. Very
1: easily to introduce you as something, 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 Queen, something, something. You know, but uh, I refrained myself. Yeah. We're gentlemen here, and sure. we have some dragons to talk about.
0: You know, that's a good conversation to get into. Uh, I'm going to wait until we're into the episode. We'll okay. wait until we're in the episode. I'm going to go ahead and make a note here. And right. uh, good. Yeah. We'll, we'll 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 get there
1: we'll get there and before we do i want to tell people go to patreon.com slash binge media if you want to support binge media uh monetarily how about that and if you don't that's okay too just go to facebook instagram any of our socials and give us a like or a subscribe or subscribe to the binge cast on wherever you get podcasts yes yes okay we are all queued up on our file after the credits. We want to get right down to it. We're about a minute 44 in. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're exactly a minute 44 in because we can't do a bounce so. here. We've got to be very precise about run times. No. Here,
0: right? It's important.
1: So we're going to count down three, two, one, and then on go we're going to hit play. Let's do that now. All right. Three, two, one, go. All
0: right. And we're moving.
1: I can't uh, see anything.
0: So first – <laughs> First thoughts here. Uh, I, want, I want a fucking table that when I light fires underneath it, it uh, illuminates. Much like there, there's dragon tamers,
1: and mm. there's uh, candle snuffers. There's also candle lighters mm. as, a, as a occupation in, in Westeros. It seems like because there's that one person that came in and was just like, "Yeah, I got a, I got this giant fucking torch. I got to light all these candles to light up the right. light up table."
0: I was wondering, like, who, you know, sometimes you, uh, a lot happens and we have a lot of characters to pay attention to. But, you know, you start getting into the nitty gritty of things and, you know, you kind of do think like, oh, yeah, that has to be somebody's job, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, like, like, like somebody here has to get like tuppence to go and fucking light the torches and the braziers and yeah, yeah, like blow them out in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you get that job?
1: Yeah, because it's not just the maesters or the septons that do it. I mean, not everybody could be a maester. Not everybody could be a fucking septon. So, you know, you got to get your, your candle bros, can- candelabros in there.
0: I mean, it's hard enough. You know, we're both, uh, you know, relatively new homeowners. It's hard enough to maintain the house, you know. Sure. Uh you got to make sure the toilet bowl's scrubbed. You got to sweep the floor. You got to make sure the dishes are done. The regular shit. hmm Well, in Westeros, they got to do that shit, too, but it's on such a scale. And, uh, man, it takes just an army of servants to, uh, to keep this shit afloat, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is, like, Westeros and, you know, this medieval kind of society... Is um, it, It's good in one way, because it seems like if you end up in a lord's castle, you're, or even like a, a minor lord's castle, you get a job. You know, you're pretty much guaranteed a job. And there's a lot of different jobs to maintaining castles. Making sure the, the toilets are scrubbed. You know? Making sure the fucking grass is mowed. All that stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, you're... Life is absolutely. You know, it, it's it's teetering on the edge there.
0: A point, like okay, so it's probably a lot of bastards. I don't know, you get so, like, ingratiated into this world, and everybody's, like, a lord, or has some sort of, I don't know, some sort of fucking title here and there, or whatever. Where are these people coming from? Is it just, like, an army of bastards that are cleaning the, uh, you know, cleaning the the piss pots out and all that shit? (laughs) The chamber pots? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess so. Rainy's in her armor still.
0: Looks much better in this light than it did. It does. It, uh, <laughs> it
1: looked really pink in last episode, didn't it?
0: Yeah. So there was an interview with um, one of the showrunners mm-hmm. who was kind of defending the, uh, the the darkness of the show, and he's like, "Yeah, it looks great on set, and it's it's exactly what I thought. It's like." You fuckers are not thinking about the home viewing experience. You're just, you know, making it look good where you are and saying "fuck everybody else." You can't do that shit.
1: Yeah, you did mention that a few episodes ago. How? Because we are wondering, uh, just what the what the choice is there, right? Like, what, what's the reasoning right. behind that choice, actually? And right. that was one of your theories: is that they're just like, it looks good here. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got it. In, we got it in uh, in the camera, pal. So yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Really. It must be your TV. Hey, the guy even said that in the interview. He's like, "Yo, oh, you know my TV is calibrated great." Like, fuck sure. you, dude. Okay. User error, right? You got you got fuck you HBO money to put like a sixty five inch over your fucking toilet in the morning and have it perfectly calibrated. Fuck off. Mm-hmm.
1: I Love how pissed Damon is here.
0: He's pissed. Yeah, niece is like she's she's ready. She's just like, look, it's falling apart. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. So the question that popped up. Yeah. Okay. So let's say uh, you know titles, lordship, right? Sure. Yep. What what the fuck would like a law's name be? In this world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's a Gregor Clegane looking motherfucker, isn't he? So I guess he would be the mountain that rides. Or, you know, like the Canadian mountain that rides or something like that.
0: He'd be the maple syrup that rides.
1: <laughs> he's House 6-5. <six> <laughs> <laughs> okay. he, he'd, he'd be Lord of Castle Heron Law. It is the tallest castle. It's probably got the tallest archways for somebody who's 6'5". I think it's a good mm. fit.
0: I mean, I feel like whatever Pete's name ends up being, he ends up just being Lord of Farton Hall. Yeah. <laughs> there is just like a surplus of, I don't know like, upper-middle-class people, it seems, it, with these factions. Yeah. There's just nameless fucking people wearing tunics and, like, fancy hats and shit.
1: hmm Yeah, and they might have a sigil on their breastplate or something.
0: Yeah, or, like, you know, one of them's carrying a, uh, like, like, a like a scroll of some kind, and mm-hmm. someone else has a chain that's not a master's chain. It's just kind of like a, I don't know, a non master's chain. Oh, fuck. Laws would be a
1: basketball, I feel like. Like, just a basketball. Pizza be be, be (laughs) BB-8. Or the wind emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you and your brother are out playing swords. Not that kind of swords. You're literally Mm. fighting with play swords. Wooden swords. Uh. Blunted edges, as, as it were. Okay. And someone's like, your mom's calling you. So you go to your mom's fucking room, and she's just walking around bleeding from
0: between her legs. What do you mm-hmm. do? You help her out? I turn around and I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> why, why am I here? I'm not a doctor. Why am I here? Get a maester. She needs help. Right, right. <laughs> or I take out my iPhone. I start recording. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> either way pretty wild that we've had like three distinct uh well I guess four right four pregnancy or birthing scenes that have Let's see. all been brutal in their own fucking oh, way yeah. This, yeah. this season mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's always, like, in-universe theories that so-and-so killed this Targaryen uh, queen or female. So-and-so killed this one. When really it's just like, well, birth is, like, a natural birth is hard on a mother. Mm. I can't imagine without any, you know, painkillers or anything like that. Like, Milk of the Poppy only goes so far, you know?
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Like I think it was just rough, and I think that's what Martin's saying. You know, this fandom—they they pick out theories upon theories upon theories. It's not enough layers. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Well, that's what happens when you know you write uh, part of a series and then basically fuck off for decades. Yeah.
1: He actually had a big update, Martin did this past week. No shit. A uh, Winds of Winter update. That Winds of Winter update is the same update you got last year when the last time you gave a fuck when the Winds of Winter was coming out. Yeah, <laughs> which is to say he's three quarters of the way done. Oh, there's so much. Look, this the what is it? The Tolkien quote he likes to use: "That the tale grew in the telling." It's like, shut up. Hmm.
0: All right, pal. Yeah,
1: he's just talking about how he felt like shit. He's been feeling like shit because, like, he can't get it done fast enough, and he knows once he's done with it, people are just going to be like, where's Dream of Spring? It's like, well, you did write yourself into this little kerfluffle that you're in. Sorry for
0: the language. So, a little bit on Martin that I didn't know about. Um, This popped up on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts recently, but apparently Martin is... He, he goes like way back to the origin of the original Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, in like one of the first issues of. God, was it Spider Man or Avengers? I uh, can't remember. Um, <laughs>
1: Even the dragon but, but has a Targaryen necklace. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, <awesome>. dude.
0: <laughs> I just noticed that um, right now. But uh, apparently, like one of Martin's fan letters was actually published in the issue. Mm-hmm. So he's. He, he, he was, like, crediting Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, I think, at the time, for, like, writing somewhat mature stories in comic books and, and you know, kind of, like, subverting the form a little bit and doing something interesting with it. Oh, nice. And yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was part of, like, the first group that got together to, like, rent a hall and sell or trade comic books. And, and, like, he's literally part of the birth of Comic-Con, which is pretty yeah, wild.
1: I, I do remember hearing or reading some interviews about that, and other people who, I guess he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to, over the years, you know, once he got more and more famous, and I think this is kind of before the show. Yeah. Or at least the first season. Um, at Comic-Cons, you know, he would do his, you know, the... Uh, readings and, th- and and things like that, but like, hmm. then he would just go back and party with everybody. Like at the hotels and stuff, and they'd go skinny dipping and eating pizza and getting <laughs> drunk and shit. Which I'd like to Good talk to him. the guy. I don't know if I want to skinny dip, eat pizza, or get drunk. Well, I'd probably get drunk with him. I was really expecting this thing to have a fucking tail or something just the way everybody
0: looks yeah I thought it was going to be a dragon
1: it's like oh fuck I gotta clean all this up shit (laughs) is
0: like is it pretty? I mean does it look like me? or Get a picture quick. Oh, that's brutal. Before we have to incinerate it. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Hurry up. <laughs> oh. oh God!
1: We haven't gotten a lot of time. Oh, it's brutal. God damn!
0: I can't remember where I learned this, but. Apparently, the reason that women experience so much pain during childbirth has everything to do with the fact that we have evolved as a species to walk upright. And that had we stayed on, like, four legs, Mm -hmm. that would never be an issue for a woman. Like, they would still carry, you know, babies and they'd be fatigued and stuff, but the pain of giving birth wouldn't be a thing. It would Mm -hmm. literally just be... You know, and a thing that happens, and then a recovery time, of course, but not as uh, not as difficult, uh, uh, allegedly.
1: Hey, these factoids, I like these factoids.
0: Yeah, how about that.
1: I guess the uh, the hips would be stronger, maybe stronger. yes
0: yeah. yeah, something about the way that the spinal columns put together too. Um, because basically, like the older people get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back pain becomes more prevalent because it's essentially as if something was engineered to be a clothesline and the human body evolved to use it vertically, and that that was like maybe not what it was necessarily designed to do. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of interesting.
1: I thought that was a pretty effective scene that she is. We've gotten the scene throughout the season mm-hmm. already where the Silent Sisters are wrapping the bodies and in, in, in whatnot in uh, some kind of cloth or whatever, getting it ready for burial or incineration as the Targaryen's tradition upholds. It was it, it, It's really effective that Rhaenyra does it herself. Yeah. I think it speaks a lot to her character. And um, I, I just kind of like where the scene goes from there, too. Like we're yeah, you know, seeing it's, like Danny getting crowned in the same kind of fashion here, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: this is such a boss move, by the way, fucking brings the a
0: lot of, a lot of good stuff here. Uh, I really like the, you know, the, uh, the Kings guard who mm-hmm. defects, um, even though I still think he needs a fucking haircut with the helmet on, but whatever. Uh, I, I like all the moves here. Mm-hmm. I, I like the conversation. I, I will say the first time I watched this, I thought it was like kind of a jarring I don't want to say fast, but I, I guess that's the word fast switch from mourning the dead child to immediately being queen, you know, but yeah. I don't know. I thought about it more after the fact, and I, I think it actually works pretty well, you know, she's in such like a like an emo- uh, excuse me, emotionally fragile state that yeah, I kind yeah. of like that this happens all at once. It, maybe in the book it's a little more stretched out, but uh, I, I don't know. I think it works.
1: I like it, too. I like it a lot, too, especially when we see her in her strategy meetings yeah. because she's not super aggressive. She's really measured, and you, you – kind of don't think she would get to that place of being measured and being evenly, um, you know, uh, calm with her feelings and whatnot, because she just mm. gave birth. She just lost a child. You know, like she's doesn't know how many people she has in her army. Right. You know, so so much is uncertain, but she's still able to just kind of like be stoic and and and. You know, like this is her birthright. Right. And she's not going buck wild about it. She's being, you know, very very measured, like I said. That armor's fucking badass. Yeah. Look at these fucking sentries. Why why do they feel like they don't need to fucking kneel? Also ramies. Yeah, you gotta bond on with the queen. Come on. Your time is over. Oh, here's our boy
0: right Like, look, here. look at this motherfucker. The He's MVP like, oh, the MVP of the fucking
1: goddamn that. episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> faceless, nameless masses.
1: Now, the faceless men are from the other show. Don't confuse oh, names. Mm-hmm. Now, also a good job is making, being like the, kind of like uh, the totem uh, maker for these little sigils
0: the board oh sure it's great I get to sit around and whittle mm-hmm. honestly i'd take it given some of the alternatives in this fucking universe i'll, I'll be the fucking whittler
1: yeah it's better being a diddler
0: yeah, that's a fucking
1: table god damn it
0: yeah that's awesome just wait for people to come by my shop come see jack the whittler I feel like Jack the Whittler
1: would also be a great name for your 80s guitar teaching video that you're going to put (laughs) out. Jack the Whittler.
0: Hey guys, what's up? Uh, Today we're going to do scales, so let's just get into
1: it. You might want to cut your fingernails today. You know what that means. Finger tapping. All right, guys, we're going to do a little uh, back-and-forth
0: uh, rhythm here, a little EVH, you know what I'm saying? All right, let's get into it.
1: Hey, you just gave birth. Here's a glass of wine. <laughs> you might need two of them. That's fucking table, dog.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's some shit. You're right, though. It's unexpected how... Um, how measured she is, how, I don't know, kind of logical she's being about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, I think that probably changes by the time we get to the second season. But, but um, I don't know, there's a, there's a shade of Viserys here. You know, Viserys the peaceful, right? Sure. Now, strategically... Okay, I want to kind of talk this through before it starts to happen. Okay, Rhaenyra sends her sons unprotected to houses where there is no guarantee that they are not immediately slaughtered when they walk in. Mm-hmm. Does that seem like a strategically foolish move to you?
1: Well, they're two. Yes and no. They're two allies. All right, let's think about it. Let's talk this out. They're two allies, right? The Baratheons are kin to the Targaryens. um, And there's there's a direct marriage there that Rhaenyra mentions coming up. And Winterfell was declared for Viserys. And I think there was maybe a marriage involved there, too. Or, okay. no, there was a... Uh, maybe that's in the future. There's a patrol, But um, they're more or less... They're more or less neutrons, right? They're more or less fucking neutral parties. But, <clears throat> I, I would say the Starks a little bit more than the Baratheons are neutral just because of proximity. Like, they're so fucking okay. far away. The north is so huge and so far away. So they okay. just kind of let them do their thing. But sending, sending your heir, unattended, or unescorted, and yeah, her whole thing is like your messengers. You're not, you're not going as warriors. She makes them promise. Mm-hmm. They high five. Right. But it's still a bad. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I think it's a bad move. I mean, she's putting a lot of trust in, in, in fucking, in, in men. That she doesn't really know all that much. Yeah,
0: just, I mean, obviously it proves to be the, the, the wrong choice, but just fundamentally a bad move. Mm-hmm. hmm
1: Look at Sir Eric right here. He's like, who the, who the fuck is this? Some <laughs> over there. I don't know if that's Eric with an A or an E. Ah, uh, okay. It's his brothers on the other side. Which is kind of, we got a hint to that um, last week, on last week's
0: episode. Yeah, I wasn't During sure the if these two, like, if if they decided to, you know, pick different sides or, or not. I mean, I kind of assumed so, given there's only one of them here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't imagine how fucking stressful and frustrating it would be to live in this bullshit all the time. Like, yeah, when do people just get to I don't know, like kick back and throw a fucking PlayStation game on or something? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yep, like yep. <laughs> absolutely, uh, go play cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Pick don't know, up a basketball game, fucking, something. Yeah, like a little little uh, shuffleboard, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah, like
1: right now, the, Serato. Let's forget all this calumny. And why don't you honor me in a game of shuffleboard? I think Otto would be okay with that at this point. Like, all right right. right. Just for a second, we'll do that. Oh, oh, oh! That—that that must be—that's the, the queen. Oh, okay. Oh, the dragon flying menacingly over your head, Otto. That's the queen right there. Not the princess. Well, It is stressful, but then you have fucking awesome moments of just, like, of loyalty and people, like, loyal to something beyond their own mortality. And I fucking love that shit, man.
0: That's awesome. Um, It's also, like, I mean, fuck. Like, (laughs) I don't know, just at some point, (laughs) other than going to, like, a brothel, it's just everybody is constantly acting out of, like, you know, sworn allegiance, oath, or self-preservation. And it, it's, like, at some point, people gotta, like, kick back and have a party or something, man.
1: Well, shit rolls downhill. So, like, sure. even, if, even if you're a minor lord, like, you're, the small folk underneath the minor lord is, like, supremely fucked. Because mm. then like the minor lord could just uh, any lord could just tell you his his um what do they call him I don't know his his people what they could raise taxes they they can do whatever the fuck they want and they could just say oh you know it's in the king's name or whatever but if you're a minor lord you could you have the potential to be a real major fucking pain in the ass to the small folk
0: i have a feeling that that is what you definitely would want to be in this world a lord Right, yep. yeah. Uh, minor lord, like, like, have the title, have like enough title and status. Um, you hope that your family is not like vying for the Iron Throne while during your lifetime, right? And then yeah. just kind of coast. A
1: really great example of minor lords like beefing with each other. It's it is the Duncan Egg novella called "The Sworn Sword." So Duncan Egg, okay. they take up. Residency with this minor lord, and then there's a beef between his house and another house about the way a fucking river stream is going, like the way it's flowing. Because one house is not going to get, you know, a fresh field of crops because there's no water, right? And okay. um, being able to control the waterway or the river or the stream is, I mean, I. Hugely beneficial to, like, not only your crops, but, you know, fishing or whatever, you know? It's just, like, being in charge of that natural resources is, uh, you know, hugely beneficial financially and prestige and all that stuff. I know I keep pushing these books on you, so you got to fucking read them, goddammit. <laughs> no, but that it's a really one, great example of, like, how things can escalate between two minor houses so crazily. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a scene where they're getting ready for battle. And one side, you know, he has his knights and stuff. And the other side, Dunk is in charge of training them. And it's just mm. all, like, either old men or really young boys. And all they have is, like, garden hose, fucking scythes, right? Like, to, to fucking cut crops with and shit. They, they, they've never been in a fight. It's pretty great, man. It's
0: very detailed. Oh, man. You know, it's funny because I I, so I was having a conversation about this yesterday with a co-worker, and you asked me a couple episodes ago, like, which side am I leaning, green or red here? Mm-hmm. You know, at the time I said red, and I think that has a green lot to do with the fact. Fe- well, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, green or black. Don't want
1: to get yelled at by the comments.
0: Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> but... Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that I, I just think, that like, Rhaenyra has been, I don't know, a very, like, likable and compelling character throughout all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, Al- from Allison's perspective, too, it's like, okay, I sent a messenger, I'm trying to appeal to her her friendship, like, our, our mutual friendship, and it looks like we were kind of crossing a bridge last time I saw her, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's a really good conflict. I have to say, like I I'm I'm really torn now on like who I would care to see win out here. Mhm. I think that's, that's some pretty good writing.
1: Well, it's not a black and white situation. The well, first it's black right. and green situation. But oh, it's yeah. it the Jesus. story's way more nuanced than just it's the blacks versus greens. Now, yeah. for somebody like yourself who is like a man all about like rules and parameters and boundaries, I would figure you would be more on the black side because that she was named the heir and she's the rightful heir. and She's got the Seven Kingdoms Love. And she's called... Uh, what do they call her? Uh, I don't know. She's got a very specific moniker that the small folk called her in in the source material. Because the Rhaenys was the queen who never was... Oh, she's the Realm's Delight Rainera. Yeah. It's the whole sketchiness of, oh, by the way, on his right. deathbed, King Viserys said he wanted Aegon right. to be the heir.
0: Yo, 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 all that, all, all that, you know, delightful, all that shit. But, like, for real, though, mm-hmm. yo, he said this other shit, so, yeah. sorry. Damn,
1: what you gonna do, though? <laughs> Damon's, more, Damon's more like that. What you gonna do, Ryan? Are you gonna let her talk to you like that
0: as shit? <laughs> damn Tito what the fuck it's
1: literally every fucking female that I grew up with in my neighborhood talk like that damn (laughs) shut up see I I fucking hate this man this has nothing to do with the plot I don't think it's just more forced in stuff about the the main series
0: yeah yeah It, it definitely felt very like hey guys hey guys we know remember you know the coming war
1: coming from the north for the realm of man shut up there's nothing to fucking I don't think it has anything to do with this story it's like oh I just came see a freak like that and shit you know Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're a man of, or a woman, if you're a person who enjoys a bit of color, then you're on the green side, right? You get that emerald green. It's very royal. I don't know how you can hate on the black and red, though. Black and red are the tarts hmm. That's some tight shit. There's our boy at the sea snake.
0: You just get the distinct uh, feeling from the High Tower side that it's a lot of... it's a lot of, like, haughty totty status, you know? And it's, like... Uh, very... Um, strategic political moves to get where they are. And that's all fine, but... I don't know, it's just like, man... There's something that I really like about the Targaryen lineage... And even though it's fucked up because mm-hmm. of what you know, the way Rhaenyra played that out with the, uh, what's his name, Sir 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 lenor right, Lenor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just I I, I, I I think I identify more with Rhaenyra than I do Alicent, and I think that's just what it comes down to.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you were called Rhode Island's delight when you were growing up.
0: So you got a lot of co-
1: Oh, still. All right, all right. Still am. I guess that's a nickname. Some nicknames you don't grow out of. Am I right, guys?
0: I'll I'll, I'll send you the T-shirt.
1: Now I feel like every guy that's been, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in a long relationship like the Valarians here, like Rainey's and the Sea Snake, like we've. I feel like we've all been cordless at some point, where maybe you forgot your phone at a bar. And, Mm -hmm. like, you didn't get in touch with your girl over the weekend or something like that. And then she's just like, well, I'm just glad to fucking see you, that you're alive. I was worried about you for two days. I didn't hear from you. Yeah. And then, but she still gives you the business, though. Like Rainy's is doing right now. She's still giving it. She's like, I fucking love you. I'm going to clean your wounds, but motherfucker, don't you ever fucking leave me again. Right. (laughs) And she means it. Oh, yeah. With fire and blood, she does. See, that's a crazy admission for a, a lord of a, of a house, a major major lord of a major yes. house, to just be like, "We were actually vying for the throne," yeah. instead and of just like hiding it under some other pretense. You know what I mean? Right.
0: It's just funny too because given everything that we've seen we, you know we have the the benefit and perspective of being the audience so mm-hmm. we've seen a lot more than any one of these characters ever has the possibility of seeing right yeah I mean the iron throne just is not a good thing for anybody who has not I mean who who has sat upon the iron throne and like prospered in it you know I don't know.
1: I don't know. Because the Targaryens had such a rough time. I mean, Rhaenys, her, I think his grandfather, was King Jaehaerys. And he's called the conciliator. And he's, the, he's called the, the great old king, right? Because he made so many of the laws that are still enacted today. Or, or, you know, in present day was Westeros, as we're looking at it now. He, you know, created all the, he created the King's Road that connected all the seven kingdoms. He just did so fucking much. And there wasn't a lot of war during that time. So when there's not a lot of war, you know, small folk are happy because usually they're the ones that could shit on first anyway. Um, yeah. And Robert had a pretty good reign because he, he had only two rebellions. And I think he ruled for like 17 years or something like that. But he he only had like two rebellions that he fought himself. Like he was he was a leader in he, he led the armies in, in both of those, so like people were fucking worshiped Robert because of that. But there were still people during that time that were secretly plotting for a Targaryen to come back or to at least bring Robert down, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's been a few different kings that have like ruled um, peacefully, you know, without any rebellions, without any wars or anything like that. But it's few and far between, mm. for sure. You just know you got a target on your back the entire time, you know?
0: Yeah. Especially I mean, with I mean, the Targaryens, especially that?
1: with your own fucking family. <laughs> Yeah, the the South is definitely known as more highfalutin, like you were talking about with the high towers. Yeah, yeah and they take their name from the high tower of Old Town, too. So they're always looking down on everybody.
0: She's just like, oh, oh shit, oh shit, okay, all right.
1: It's like I'm still not going to fucking kneel, niece. How about that,
0: still not kneeling. <laughs> I'm not kneeling, but I'll get you some fucking boats. I made a promise to my father to strong and
1: I think this series, Song of Ice Fire, as a whole, like they're really strong in these like strategic moments, like when they're talking strategy Yeah, and you're able to see both sides of it. Like talking about, you know, you were just mentioning the benefit of being a viewer, uh, a reader or a viewer or whatever, Mm. just seeing how both sides think.
0: I I mean, I I know I've brought this up a bunch of times on this commentary series and, and others, but Uh, You know, maybe other shows did it before this one, but the show that I always credit with being the first one where I I, I noticed, like, really complicated um, issues and conversations and then, you know, not really being able to understand how they would get out of it and then the solution being the most maybe logical or maybe not completely obvious thing um, in terms of strategy Mm -hmm. was uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. Such a great, great series about like you know, so many different things. I mean, it's four seasons long. You know, I'll make my little fucking soapbox plea for Battlestar, but for anybody who hasn't watched it, but it's it's it had this real talent in the writing for putting the characters in these situations that were like they they oftentimes seemed like no win or no good way out, mm. and. The way forward was always one that that employed like logic and reason in a way that you couldn't really have foreseen without seeing the story through to the end. Hmm. I always like that with Battlestar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that this show and Thrones have done a lot of that. And I, I, I would even say that I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the showrunners claimed a little bit of influence on Song of Ice and Fire series from from that BSG run. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like to an a certain extent, The Wire is like that as well. Big time. Big I know time. you and I have talked about that plenty of times, but um, that's one of the things, like, by the end of it, you do have the benefit of seeing... Like, how certain strategies played out or didn't play out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad move, man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it's... They're doing this post-haste. Aren't they? I mean, urgency is, like, the top of the list as far as, like, getting these messages across to House Baratheon and House Stark.
0: I'm not against the gesture and the particular move, but I would never send them by themselves. You know, you gotta have like, another dragon rider with them, or, I don't know, man. Something.
1: Sir Eric, bring out the Book of the Seven. Bring it out (coughs) to the walkway, so... I can see my sons off and make them promise on the Book of the Seven.
0: Now step off camera, brother. <laughs> You're in the shot. God, it just it just reminds me of Monty Python. Man, <laughs> when when uh, uh, Palin opens the fucking Bible before they they take out the holy hand grenade of Antioch. <laughs> He starts, and the Lord did grin, and the people did feast upon the lambs, and the sloths, and orangutans, and breakfast cereals, and. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
1: I did like that moment with Joceris. She's like, yes, your grace. And she's like, oh,
0: proud of this guy.
1: Like, he fell in line right away.
0: Good job, but I'm your fucking mother too, bitch.
1: go to it then on your little fucking yep. dragon harnesses now who's the third rider I thought maybe that was Rainy's cause she said she was gonna take that and like patrol the gullet
0: oh okay but I'm yep. not sure you're right you're right yeah.
1: of her maybe goofy
0: Now, in terms of, like, dragon biology, are these dragons still young? Like, do they have more to grow, or are they Mm -hmm. just small dragons?
1: Yeah, yeah, they got more to grow. They're young. okay.
0: This was pretty badass, I thought. Let me just walk into a cave and hum some sort of like high valerian tune and tame this fucking beast look
1: i'm sure you got you have cats i have dogs sure uh i'm sure you had a dog at some point every pet owner every pet owner has a song for their pets oh damon the rogue prince targaryen is no different
0: need one of those for my backyard i think with the cats for me Mm -hmm. it's more i have songs that remind me of them and i can't really explain why it's just i know them yeah so the song fits for instance i'm not sure if you're familiar with baby metal the song gimme chocolate
1: no i'm not
0: it's uh I think it's Japanese pop or Korean pop, but it's actually, it's, it's like death metal, <laughs> but it's these three like teenage girls who come out on stage in like sailor moon uniforms mm-hmm. and do choreography dancing to insane speed metal behind them. And the song, give me chocolate is in Japanese and it just sounds like absolute chaos. That's uh, that's my Sadie for sure. Nice. She's just a fucking mad bitch.
1: Storm's End. The Ancestral House of House Baratheon.
0: All right, so they're doing a better job of, like, concealing the saddles a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't look as bad.
1: Yeah, that's a tiny dragon. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys. my lord fucking dragon just landed on our bridge damn look at that big motherfucker Jesus yeah
0: That cloak he's wearing is made out of an interesting material.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that's all about.
0: Depending on the angle of the light, it's like red and, I guess, black
1: maybe. It's like the black is around like the neck area.
0: But is that the light, or is that? Yeah. See, oh, like mean the way the actual, that the light like, hits the
1: cloak, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The cloak right, itself right. changes color depending yeah, on the the that's light awesome. hitting it. That's very cool.
1: It's a very distinct oh, difference between
0: how this happens in the book.
1: Really? So, A- Aemon, Aemon One-Eye, purposely kills Lucerus. It wasn't an accident. Oh, really? And I went and got this from the wiki of Ice and Fire, because Chad was asking about it. It says, so... Eamon was, he, so he's he's here at Storm's End, in the book. He's here at Storm's End. And uh, a bunch of Lord Boris's daughters, they had like six daughters or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they're all just like hanging out in this like hall, the way they are now. The but, so like Eamon's being a dick, of course. And basically Boris sends fucking Luceris on his way. And it says, um, when Amon threatened Lucerys, stating he owed him an eye, Boris refused to allow them to fight under his roof. Boris's men restrained Eamon, allowing Lucerys to leave the hall and take off on his dragon Erex. When Boris's daughter Maris taunted Aemon, asking him if Lur- Lucerys had removed his balls as well as his eye, Aemon became enraged. <laughs> 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 See, even the Baratheon females are fucking quippers. <laughs> Even they're fucking ball busters. Yeah, and this guy's a perfect, this is a perfect casting for, for a Baratheon. Big, oh. blustery, bearded.
0: Yep. Feels a
1: bit like Bobby B. Yep, exactly. The seat is strong. personal motherfucker
0: Eamon seems like the kind of dickhead who in a fight would like throw sand in your eyes before he lands the first blow you know what yeah, I mean? he, he would do some shit like that
1: and then just be like oh I'm sorry there's no rules in a street fight mm. yeah he's definitely a dirty fighter
0: a the ironic thing is that he could cleanly beat you but he just wouldn't. I just get that feel from him. Yeah, he's a dick. This is some shit. What the fuck is that?
1: I don't know. Are we supposed to know at this point? Do you think?
0: I don't. I, I, I don't know.
1: I don't think I remember any scenes. I have no
0: idea what that could be.
1: I don't think I remember any scenes where maybe they were, like, talking about jewels or something like that. I could be wrong. I mean, it looks like a jewel to me.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I can just see that as the fucking artwork on, like, a Magic the Gathering card, you know? It's mm-hmm. fucking cool. Yeah, you, you just knew this was going, I mean, obviously you knew, but like, watching this the first time, I'm like, yeah, this this kid, he, he, he ain't making it back.
1: It's raining, kid, get the fuck out of there. Get me wrong, that dragon would fuck some shit up. But not the way Vagar would. Yeah, Storm's End is definitely one of my favorite castles in the books, and we haven't even seen it yet. Just from people talking about it. Hmm. it's fucking awesome. It's got some kind of sorcery built into it, which is okay. how it's able to stand. So it has, like, you know, that big tower right there.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Um, the theory is that, that it was built by Bran the Builder, who used a lot of magic to build things. And that's kind of the reason why it hasn't got taken down by, like... Because a, it's a very stormy coast, hence the name. Yeah. Um, but they talk about it like it's got 30-foot-inch... Or 30-foot-thick uh, walls. And it's, like, double-layered. It's just, like, a really formidable, formidable fucking castle that you wouldn't be able to take by storm, even. like I mean, just like the storm of an army or whatever. Yeah. It's actually where Stannis... Uh, he held, held up there for two years. Yeah. That's where the Onion Knight came in and brought in onions. Smuggled the in onions. Stannis. Stannis. Stannis,
0: the fucking wordsmith. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: There's one podcast that uh oh you you listen to not a podcast. Oh yeah. I, or not a cast. I haven't listened to all those guys in probably a couple of years, but <clears throat> yeah, same. They're both huge Stannis fans. So anytime mm-hmm. like Stannis would come up even in like in a recap or if one of them said it, they just yell out Stannis! Stannis! Because <laughs> all they do? All his men do in the book is fucking cheer for Stannis? That's
0: you know, you can get your favorites, you get your favorites. Absolutely. I'm still, a, I'm still a big fucking Beric Dondarrion fan, but, you know. The Lightning Lord. Didn't, didn't quite go the way I wanted him to in the show, but maybe in the books. Boom.
1: Dragon fire to the face, that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. This is interesting that the dragon has its own ideas right now. It's not listening to its mm. master. And I guess if you get a face full of dragon fire, you're not listening to fucking commands either.
0: Yeah, I'd probably just want to go and beat the fuck out of my little cousin.
1: Oh. Boom. Jesus. Look how small that dragon is, dude. Or how much bigger Vega is, really.
0: Is, that is that. Now, one of the guys I was talking to about this episode yesterday, yeah. he seemed to be somewhat unconvinced that uh, my, my boy bit the dust here. Really? To which I said, how the fuck would he ever survive that? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you haven't seen the body, but, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It, to me, that seemed like a foolish thing, but... Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm a, wrong.
1: This is a great fucking scene. He's gonna make that dreaded walk. I like that Renera knows that something's going on, too, because she doesn't take her gaze off of... of uh, daemon all that much while our fucking lords are talking dear niece slash wife remember (laughs) our child that died two days ago you might want to sit in that feeling for a bit more
0: yeah so bit of bad luck looks like we got another one uh, would you like a milkshake or something,
1: <laughs> dude? How great would a fucking milk of the poppy shake be?
0: <laughs> oh. It probably would taste bitter, and uh, I don't know, it, like 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 it would just be basically honey and water, you know, to give it flavor. Oh, Doug, but man, yeah. fifteen minutes later, you would be riding high. Oh,
1: absolutely! Nice fucking twenty-five milligram fucking milk of the poppy
0: shake. Mm.
1: That's why I throw a little nutmeg or cinnamon on top of it, too, for that taste. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Get rid of that narcotic Maybe taste. Maybe you
0: serve it warm, you know? Maybe it's more of like a like a butterbeer situation kind of thing.
1: Yeah, oh, you just ruined it for me. Who knows? I hate Barscotch. All right, man. Finale. We are that, done. That is amazing. Well, let's give a little bit of our thoughts and kind of table them for the binge cast this week. We'll do a full okay, review. Okay, so... Of the entire show. i
0: I'll, I will I will say this the to, the sum total of the storytelling I like what we got Nice. but I will say I think I have and maybe this is the conversation we have on the binge cast I have a longer discussion to have regarding this specific episode excellent
1: that works for me well thank you everybody for tuning in to this season's House of the Dragon commentaries. We will, of course, be doing this again once the new season is released. And until then, we'll be doing more commentaries and games and, of course, the BingeCast, which is our flagship that drops every Monday on BingeMedia.net and wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to leave a House of the Dragon review or whatever, fucking call the BingeCast, 708-406-9546, and like us on all the socials. Alright, Jack. Let's get out of here until next season.
0: Alright, man. Peace.
1: You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at patreon.com/slash binge media. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget,
0: Shut up! I'm wasted.